the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you've joined us today. I am actually in Beijing, China, so it's tomorrow if you're listening from the U.S., and our, our other biggest listening group is in Japan. So I'm finally, you know, close to your time zone if you've been listening for a while from Japan. And today we're going to talk about trends in the careers industry, trends in the workplace, trends in leadership development, career advancement that you need to know about so that you can plan accordingly and, and take control of your career, which, of course, is the purpose of this show. Now, I'm here today in Beijing to speak at the Asian Career Pacific Development Association Conference, which, you know, kind of flows into one of our trends that is an eventuality, a reality in the workplace, which is everything is becoming more global and global forces on the workplace, on the economy, are impacting careers, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, um, even if you think that, you know, my career is not global, I don't I don't work for a global company, etc., these forces are impacting your career, your growth, your growth ability, your ability to move up in your company, your company's ability to pay you, even if they don't do business globally, the world is closing in on them, I guess we might say, or opening up for them depending on how they seek out those opportunities. And those global forces are going to impact what you do every day. Now, this is, it could be a good thing, right? There's 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 more opportunity. There's more business being done across country lines that provides opportunity for you, for your company. And if you're not paying attention at all, it could be a bad thing because, of course, if we're not looking at the forces, we can't anticipate and, and make moves. So what am I talking about here? Of course, in the U.S., most recently, we have some of our trade embargoes and um, increases that are being placed on imported goods, and those are impacting people from the construction industry and and the soybean industry and beyond, right? Our farmers in, in the middle of the country are seeing global impacts that, that perhaps they never thought they'd see because of some of these changes in international trade law. Then you have the changes going on in Europe with Brexit uh, change in the UK, and nobody even the UK is sure what that means for people yet or what that's going to lead to. And it is causing companies there to hold tight to their purse strings, to not hire as much. It's causing talent to be less mobile towards the UK, which, again, might have impacts on on your, your industry, your pipeline, your ability to move. 
depending on if some of those folks that used to be going to the UK for the tech jobs and some of the other jobs that were there are no longer able to do that or see it as a viable option. Things all over Europe are, are very dynamic. Um, our colleagues in Spain talk about the export of companies, I guess, out of their southern region because they're having their uprising or, I guess, more consistent talks about separation. And they have an overall economic upturn, which is, is good maybe for some of us who have companies there or have have people that we know who want to go there or do work there. So lots of global forces, lots of change going on. And depending on your industry, stay in tune with what might be going on across the world that's impacting your industry. I can guarantee you that if you're thinking nothing is, that's probably incorrect. <laughs> However, there's probably a lot of different things that could be impacting your industry. Ask those questions of your managers. How, is, how, how are these global changes make an impact in your industry so that you can be in the know and can understand what opportunities might be created or where things might shift so that you can be ready to make those moves. This probably leads us to our second trend, which is the idea of entrepreneurship growing across, especially the U.S., but actually even perhaps more outside of the U.S., where people are realizing that they have the obligation and the opportunity to be in charge of their own careers. Sometimes I feel like singing hallelujah. We've been doing the show for almost five years now uh, for this exact reason that we could see it coming, that people were needing to have the skills to take control of their own career. And now it's, it's taken hold. People have figured it out that you are in charge of your own career path which means you can seek out opportunities within your company. You can seek out opportunities outside of your company to get the skills and experiences that you need to go where you want to go. Of course, as uh, you know, we talked about on the show a lot of times, there's a scary element to that. There's also a very freeing element to that, that you are, are in charge and are not no longer have to be at a, a company's whim to move you around or up or whatever direction it might be that they decide, you're working together more in partnership to do that. And employers know that too. They're adjusting their programs. They're adjusting their setup of, of their career pathing, if you will, for that new type of entrepreneurial spirit. Entrepreneurial mean of, meaning, of course, that you are looking for somewhat entrepreneurial opportunities inside your existing company that you're moving and and doing different projects doing different things in a in a more flexible way than just kind of going in and every day doing the the same job companies need more than that from people and people need more than that to get the skills and meaningful work and experiences that they need to move where they want to move. So it's it's a win-win, which is great. 
And hopefully that will also start to influence companies creation of opportunities for contractors, those that they're hiring as contractors, and also maybe their um, treatment of those contractors as less or second rate kind of employees, right? Those of you who have contract, who I've worked with who are contractors often feel like they don't have the same standing as, as a regular employee. And with the more entrepreneurial nature of work inside a company in general, hopefully that can change for contractors and companies will figure out how to handle that even better with benefits and and contract negotiations and everyday integration into their teams because now they have many people, whether they're full-time employees or contractors, who are moving around and being flexible with the type of work that they do every day. So that's our hope. And, of course, the whole idea of the gig economy growing beyond and and is deeper than um, you know what what we might hear in terms of people working for Uber and those types of gigs, although of course they are a, a part of that. It's bigger than that and there are so many people who are working in quote unquote gigs that are at normal companies alongside normal salaried workers. That's just what their position demands what the company needs or what they choose to do based on their skill set. And that will continue to grow. And, you know, in the U.S., there's some uncertainty about will the, the gig economy be able to continue to grow with lack of health care and, and other structures that support it. I think eventually those structures will arise or people will figure out how to be mobile without them in some way because the work is is just going in that direction and will figure it out. I don't know that I see companies bending to the will of the of the individual who needs that full-time job for um, health care, but maybe we'll keep our, our eye on that trend and let you know where it's going. So we have this globalization, we have this shift then of the career management from the employer to the employee. Those are trends that have been happening for a while, but we're seeing, especially in the global scale, a much more uh, pointed importance of that based on these global factors that are happening in, in the work world. And this is influencing the idea of career stability. And this change has been going on for a while a while as well. It's picking up steam. People are starting to figure it out. Um, interesting proposal from one of my colleagues who uh, spoke at the Career Thought Leaders Conference in Madrid two weeks ago. It's been kind of a whirlwind here with, with Madrid and now Beijing. But she was talking about Elizabeth um, Harney Sanders Park, talking about how people in uh, less developed countries who didn't go through an industrial age perhaps have an advantage because they were were, were used to this entrepreneurial mindset and not depending on companies for structures like healthcare and et cetera. 
and now they're shifting into the digital age where that is going to be the the norm still for them and how we in the U.S. have this idea of stability and, and career stability and a company taking care of us that maybe even wasn't as prevalent as we thought it was, but was prevalent enough to give many of us, many, many of us, the majority of us, the idea that that was what we were looking for when we were looking for a career, this this idea of a company providing that stability, and that we're still struggling to get out of that mindset as a country um, and to move into this more entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, globally mobile idea. And that piece of it shifting from career stability, meaning a company, a job, healthcare, et cetera, to that career stability really being more housed internally with our skills and ability to move from one thing to the next successfully and, and perhaps create our own structures for some of that stability that we were looking for a company to create. It's a big mindset shift for for many of us um, and perhaps a mindset shift even for those who have never had that stability because you're always seeking it or searching for it or thinking that you should be searching for it even when it wasn't perhaps even um, your natural desire or, or natural bent. So for some of us, it's freeing to think about that and for others, very scary to let go of that idea of career stability. So what does that mean in how we manage our careers and how we manage our advancement? Many different trends coming alongside of that that we're going to discuss when we return in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about trends that are happening in, in the world of work that you need to be aware of to be proactive in managing your career. So we've talked a little bit about globalization and the changes that are happening globally that are impacting every career, no matter what you do or if you think they do or not. And sometimes I think we think that's a U.S. thing that, um, oh, I don't, nationalism, I guess, and kind of refusal to participate in the global world or understand how it impacts us. But talking to my colleagues around the world um, at the Career Thought Leaders Conference last two weeks ago, I guess now, I got an understanding that that happens in every country, that there are portions of the workforce that don't understand or, or perhaps want to stick their head in the sand and pretend the idea of of globalization is not impacting them. So we're not alone in the U.S. In, in having that challenge. It's scary. It's big. We don't know what to do with that information a lot of times, and so we think it's just not going to impact us. But it does, and it means that we are constantly moving in that, that um, one of the other trends, I guess, is that the change of pace in change is also ever-increasing. And because of that, it means that we're being challenged in some ways to think that we need to constantly reinvent ourselves. And in some ways, that's true, that we will have to pivot and take on new jobs, do new things, um, advance for new careers that we haven't even thought of yet. And on the other side of that same coin, we have to be able to be consistent in telling the story of who we are because the only way to compete with others who are making those same adaptions is to tell the story of how what we've done in the past is valuable to this new world of work, this new pivot that we're making. So let me give you an example. You're working with someone, one of my, I guess, my favorite examples, although it's a little bit simplified, working with an administrative assistant who's retraining to become an accountant. So she was making a pivot, perhaps. And that idea of making change flows all the way down through all of your communications, right? Your resume, your interviewing, everything you do to make that change is a story that you're telling about yourself. And the tendency, the the temptation is to tell that story in a way that hides what you've done in the past because it's quote-unquote not relevant. 
what you lose when you do that is anything that you might have that would make you more qualified than everyone else who's trying to do the same thing and also trying to tell their story without any of the background. So we've got to figure out what from our past work, our past life, our past education, our past experiences adds value in this new world of work and to be able to make that translation, connect those dots and stay consistent in communicating who we are and how that adds value because that's what people connect with. And when we lose who we are because we try to lose what we've done or we lose the experiences that we have because we're trying to hide that they're not relevant, we miss out on that opportunity to be competitive in in the new market. So connecting those dots, telling that story, that is our, our challenge as we pivot to not lose the power of those experiences that we've had in our quest to move into the new type of work. It's a fine balance between pivoting and and making that move forward and also bringing with us those, those pieces that are valuable, translating them into the new employer's language. This is the, the idea, the foundation, the whole point behind personal branding. I know it's people talk about it in a salesy, slimy marketing way, and so it's gotten a bad rap, the term itself. But it's not meant to be any of those things when especially if a you know a career professional or, or personal branding specialist is talking to you about it, it's uh, it's that deep root in who you are and the experiences and how they've add value and how they add value to your new target audience. Connecting all of those dots is is building your personal brand. Then communicating it, it that's the process of personal branding. But connecting those dots is going to become more and more important. Your ability to connect those dots is going to become more and more important. And there's a few trends that go along with that that are critical for you to to know and to realize. The first is that people expect you in that process to be real, authentic, and transparent. Now you might say, well, that's kind of the opposite of what we've just talked about in terms of adjusting your brand for the audience but it's both in the same and together, that it's got to be real transparent and authentic while also being communicated in a way that is effective, valuable, and connecting to the audience. They go together. They You have to have both. So the foundation of your brand is that understanding of what's real and, and authentic and transparent to you that will never change. And then as you're communicating it, you're communicating it to the audience in a way that is valuable to them without losing that authentic and transparent piece. Now, this transparency idea, this um, leveling of the playing field in our communication structures, if you will, is being is visible all around us. It's why people are moving to video and why video is is moving away from the stodgy corporate overproduced video because people want to see us, you, as you are, live 
right? They they want that connection to you. And there's nothing more transparent than video and especially video that, that is done in a real live way. And that takes us to kind of our second trend around on branding is that everything is going visual. People expect you to communicate visually with pictures, with memes, with video. And they want that because their brain likes it, right? Our brain processes images so much faster than words. We're attracted to images. In fact, they get 40 times more views than word blog posts, right? Or, or word posts. So when you're thinking about how you want to communicate who you are, what your value is, what you value, and what you do professionally, your challenge is to always be looking for those opportunities to do it visually. And this isn't about numbers or traffic or followers. It's about connections. It's about relationships. But you can't have those. You can't even start them if people aren't paying attention. So your goal is to use those visuals, use those videos, use that opportunity to get people's attention, to start those real connections, real relationships that you'll need to move from place to place, to have that career agility that is your new career stability. Those moves require relationships, real authentic relationships, and those relationships require that we are on people's minds and so communicating our brands visually both online and in person right being places visually in person is making a huge comeback oh my goodness that it's not just enough to be online but that we also need to have that same visibility in person with those folks who are in our network and whose relationships we depend on to, to move from place to place. And that's okay because they depend on our relationships to move from their place to place just as much. It's, it's When it's a real relationship, it's not about using your network and those types of things. It's about having the relationships that keep you moving. And everybody needs them. You are going to be someone's relationship that helps them move just as much as someone will be yours. Our ability to make those connections and keep those connections is going to be critical. Along with this idea of transparency and visuals comes storytelling. Storytelling has been kind of all the rage in the marketing world for a while, moving now into our individual career worlds that leaders who tell stories about who they are and why they're there and why they care and what their philosophy is attract they they're sticky they retain people they move up they get those those leadership moves and promotions and opportunities that they want and this is our goal as individuals whether we're entrepreneurs or leaders or job seekers is to be able to find and tell the stories that matter to other people. Of course, they matter to us too, right? It's still that connection point of what's real authentic to you and what matters to your audience. What do they care about? If we tell stories that matter to us but don't matter to our audience, no one's listening, it doesn't matter. If we tell stories that just matter to our audience but aren't real and authentic to us, people see through it 
they stop listening and it doesn't matter. So we're looking for that connecting point between the two to find those stories that are that are us, that are the real us, and tell them in a way, tell the details, tell the connecting points that 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 matter to our audience. And as our ability to do that improves, and it takes practice, it takes um, preparation. It may take a good speech writer or, or speech coach or career coach or interview coach to help you do that. But you're finding those places where it's a real story and people can really connect with it, and yet it conveys the message that is important to your audience for all those points across your career to grow, to advance, to engage your your team to achieve as, as a leader or an entrepreneur. And that storytelling will stick and is sticking. It's getting shorter. It's getting more visual. And and yet it, it's still the same basic ideas. When we come back, we'll talk about a few other branding, if you will, trends that are impacting you in your career. And then we've got a few other leadership and career advancement pieces for you as well. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. In this fast-paced, technologically driven world of business, the stress can be crushing. It's exhausting business leaders and burning out good employees. It is not enough to work from the top down. We must now learn to work from the inside out. Listen to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Geller. We will discuss ways to transform roadblocking emotions using mindful-based tools you can incorporate into your business and your life right now. Don't stress. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about trends in the workforce, in the employment industry, in the careers industry that you need to know about to be able to take control of your career and and be agile in making moves in the future. So we've been talking a little bit about globalization and the the pace of change that we need to be aware of, and then some of the personal branding, career communication, storytelling pieces that you need to be aware of in terms of how do you frame and communicate your message to pivot as you need to in in our fast-moving dynamic workforce here. So the last one on that vein is this whole thing about a resume. And people are saying, oh, the resume's dead, and people are using LinkedIn profiles. Still in the process at some place for most, the majority of companies, you will need a resume. Yes, it may be after they see your LinkedIn profile, but the resume is what they're actually going to pass to their hiring managers. Their hiring managers will probably look at, at both your social media profiles and your um, your social media profiles and your resume, but they're still going to want a resume and it still needs to be good. It's not going to matter how great your LinkedIn profile is because if your resume is not at least demonstrating your qualifications, they can't ch- check their little boxes and, and say, yes, this is a good fit and even more for most people, their resume needs to be competitive. There are some fields where, you know, they're they're dying for employees and you might get away with a subpar resume or something that you just threw together. But in lots and lots and lots of locations, industries, types of work, it's still very competitive, even though the workplace is, even though there's 6 million open positions, there are still there's still very much so competition for a lot of positions. And in fact, more applications per open position in a lot of fields than there ever has been before. So you still need a resume and it needs to be tech savvy. That meaning that it will pass through an applicant tracking system or allow you to get found by a a recruiter who might be searching a resume database somewhere that that you've purposefully uploaded it. You don't want it necessarily floating around online to quote-unquote get found. It needs to be keyword optimized, which sounds scary. It really isn't. It's very natural if you're thinking about what the employer wants and you're writing your resume to communicate those qualifications. You naturally have the keywords that you need look at job descriptions, real-life posted job descriptions, even if they're not in your geographic location, to find those those good in-use 
right now keywords. Make sure they're in your resume, but it really is an organic thing, and the software is advancing to credit you even more when it's organic versus creating a list of terms that don't appear anywhere else in your resume so that you have those terms in your resume. They want them in context. They want it in the flow. They want to see how you've used those skills and the technology is advancing more and more to do that. The technology is already advanced enough to handle most of the formatting elements that would cause you to have high readability. So there's actually research on this. It's not just how someone feels or they think. There's research that shows using borders and shading and yes, even color, increase the amount of content that is consumed on on a document. Applicant tracking systems could care less about your borders, your shading, your color. They read the HTML code behind the document that doesn't include any of those things or includes those things separate from the text. They do not care. So stop believing those myths and find a way to create a resume that's visually impactful as well as able to get through the technology. Because the technology might screen you out, but the actual human is going to hire you and they want a modern-looking, easy-to-read resume that uses those visual elements. Most applicant tracking systems can also handle graphics. You don't want to use graphics just for graphics sake. And infographic resumes haven't really taken hold in the U.S. at least. But if you're using a graph to demonstrate something specific or using a symbol to highlight a membership or an award, those visuals are helpful, do draw the eye, and aren't going to interfere with most applicant tracking systems. So that kind of makes a wrap around that branding piece, career communications piece. Then there are some of these other topics that are infiltrating our hiring world and and really making an impact in who's hired, how they're hired, and who can advance within companies. The first is that this idea of harassment, discrimination, bias, it really has infiltrated hiring in a very big way. So hiring managers are screening your social media for harassment behaviors, for anger, for comments that indicate that you have those issues. They are working with technology companies to make sure they're not discriminatory, but that they can identify if you have if you have issues. If you're on social media ranting and raving and being angry and saying mean things to other people, there's actually technology out there that can tell hiring managers, hey, this person is a risk. It's happening. It'll continue to happen. The use of it will grow but it's already been around a couple of years and our current culture is is only going to make it move faster. Companies don't want those people in their, their companies. You may say, well, that's unfair. That's my own personal time. It's a personality trait they can screen for. 
It's not considered discriminatory. So there you go. They're, they're building the technology and using the technology to be able to measure what's going on on your social media. Now, of course, you can shut down your privacy, but I, I would not consider that a safeguard against this technology, figuring out and being able to measure whatever it is they're measuring that, that those hiring managers are looking for. I like to think of this, of that idea of emotional intelligence that we've been talking about as coaches for years, now finally kind of having a head spot at the table. It's, it is important for us to understand how to speak our views, how to disagree with folks in an emotionally intelligent way, even online. And in some ways, perhaps that's a positive thing that um, there'll be some changes in how we interact with each other even online and or consequences for not doing so in the vein of bias hiring managers are also starting to experiment with technology that helps them do blind hiring so blind hiring being the idea that now i can't see identifying information on your resume the technology has stripped uh, perhaps even where you got your degree so that I'm not favoring Ivy League folks. Perhaps it's stripping dates so that I can't calculate how old you are. Perhaps it's taking away the name so that I can't tell if you're male or female. They're, they're still experimenting with these technologies to figure out how they can remove the information that tends to bias hiring, hiring decisions. In the process, there's some hiccups, there's some frustrations on the job seeker's side for sure. Um, you know, they might be augmenting your voice so that they can't tell if you're male or female during a phone interview or a video interview. Some strange things going on and we're still trying to figure out how to handle it. Will it continue? Probably. Will it get better? Hopefully. And we'll know, be better able to predict what they'll be using and how they'll be using it. But that's there. It's growing. So don't be surprised if you are interviewing and they tell you that they're going to augment your voice. It's just part of the process now. Part of what else, else is going on in this vein of discrimination is the big talk around pay and pay variations between ethnic groups and gender groups and the influence that asking about previous salary has on those problems. And so, of course, you've seen the news that states and municipalities are banning companies from asking about that salary. That is not really that widespread yet. There are only a few states and, and organizations who have banned asking about previous salary. But what it does is open the door for you to negotiate your salary. So we'll talk a little bit more about that and finish up our talk about the other trends when we return in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about trends that are impacting your career some of these being influenced by the Career Thought Leaders Career Jam that we held at the end of last year, and then some of them being influenced by our our recent Career Thought Leaders Conference in Madrid. It's really cool. We had people from 12 different countries come together, all career, uh, career professionals, personal branding strategists, and um, really looked at what do we need to do to help people be successful in their careers. And so, of course, we're staying on top of the trends and communicating those to our, our colleagues, to our job seekers, to our leaders who are trying to advance, to our entrepreneurs who are trying to build their businesses so that they can be more successful. One of the interesting things that I, I got from these conversations and from some of the input that our colleagues around the world gave during the, the Career Jam Day was the expectation around salary negotiation is shifting considerably. So, I mean, especially in the recession, it was kind of be happy with what you're offered. Um, You know, maybe some sectors could still negotiate salary, but people didn't feel like they could, and hiring managers were maybe kind of happy about that. Now that has shifted significantly. There is an expectation that you will negotiate salary 
um, women, I think this is even more true for you, that, you know, we can talk about the issues with salary discrepancies and and do all of the research around it, and only employers can only take so much of the burden because part of the problem is that women don't negotiate salary. So it is becoming more expected, maybe even I would say expected, that that we negotiate that salary and that we learn how to do it. Employers expect it. It's no longer taboo. Um, if you run an or- across an organization where it is, I would say that, that there are in the vast majority, and they're going to be having trouble hiring people if the economy stays on on any kind of an upswing. Now, the salary history question has gone away in some places, not everywhere. So you still may have to answer that question. And it doesn't mean that you don't have room to negotiate. I read an article, it was written a few months ago, so it wasn't Maybe it was even written a couple of years ago, but it talked about how hiring managers have more flexibility in salary than they usually let on, which I thought was interesting. It was kind of a former recruiter spilling the beans about things. That might not be true in every industry. You still need to do your research, know what an expected range is, know where you will fall in that range depending on your experience, have a good, credible story and approach to your salary negotiation and you need to do it. It's expected. The time has never been better to negotiate that salary, whether you're moving up, doing your annual review or getting a new job, the the door is open for that conversation and those different time frames, different ways of doing it, different places of doing it have different approaches but they're all still open for you to, to have that conversation. Perhaps kind of on the opposite side of things, my colleagues are reporting that their clients are seeing the hiring process still as this grueling activity where people are doing up to 10 rounds of interviews and hiring managers are afraid of getting the wrong person, perhaps because of all the harassment and bias and discrimination talk, they really, really don't want to hire the wrong person. And their hiring processes are showing it. It's taking long time, many interviews, and of course, lots of new technology being added into the process with video interviews and recorded videos where you have that kind of asynchronous interview going on. I guess they're going to make you really want it. And there's still all of this talk about the candidate experience, which is, you know, candidates are getting mad about this hiring process being grueling and and taking forever and being impersonal. Companies seem pretty slow to change their process in response to this uprising about the candidate experience. So I don't know that I expect it will change anytime soon. Um, They seem pretty stubborn around this issue, even though a lot of research shows that 10 interviews doesn't really help your outcomes in hiring. So you can expect that, the hiring process to be longer and and more arduous. And hopefully, if our good economy continues, that will start to change. 
One thing I see talked about a lot in the popular media is how hiring managers are shifting from needing that degree or valuing that degree to really looking at skills and experience. And this is a good thing, right? That we should look at what has someone done and do they have the skills and experience they need to come in and do this, not overemphasizing the need for a degree. Where I think the challenge is and the caution flag goes up is that that does not mean you should drop out of school. It doesn't mean that a degree is, is worthless. Um, you want to look further ahead than right now. Where do you want to be in three to five years? And that's a, a big question and things are shifting so quickly it maybe even seems silly to think about it. But where are you going and what will future employers think about that? And what is the risk that your industry employers will shift back to wanting a degree when the hiring market shifts? Because it will. Eventually, it will. Eventually, at some point in time, whether it's three years from now, five years from now, there will be another economic downturn. There will be more talent than jobs in some industries and hiring managers that can and want to will go back to valuing those degrees as a way of differentiating the pile. So there's a little bit more research that needs to be done. It's good that we're moving away from putting a four-year degree up on a pedestal. But that doesn't mean that some education credential degree is not still important. Maybe it's a two-year degree. Maybe it's a certificate. What is it in your industry that brings that value? And then stay on top of that and know how it's shifting so that you can earn those certificates, credentials, degrees that are, are important to your target employers as you move, as things change. I worked with so many students in what it would have been 2003, 2004, 2005, when you would think that things were good in the economy, but not in all sectors, and technology was one of them. And a lot of people who'd been tempted out of high school to go and work for tech companies and not get degrees were coming back to school because they were unemployable without a degree. That makes me worried for our generation of folks who is doing the exact same thing right now. Oh, I can go be a coder and I don't have to get my college degree. I can go do this and that and, and don't have to get my college degree. That doesn't always last. History has shown us. So if you do take that opportunity, stay tuned to what is going to be important and keep working on whatever it is that you need in terms of your continuing education while you work. So we'll kind of end our show with that cautionary note. And we have some guests coming up on the show in the next few weeks. Talk about more great career topics. If you have any thoughts, questions, topics you'd like us to cover, please feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. 
Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 